Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host Ashton Overholt. Ashton, it was a crazy week of college football yet again. Um, nothing new there. How how was your weekend of watching college football? Solid. I had a solid week. The the games lacked maybe a little bit of the the luster that we've had in, in weeks past, but it was entertaining though. There was there was still entertainment top to bottom. Um, I will say we had a battle week between me and you in the locks. We had some mm-hmm. lock fights. Um, and I did really want to get in before we go too far. We have to talk about Iowa and Ohio State. <laughs> I I I want to apologize to anyone out there. I did bet on the Ferences. Iowa, the the offense is so bad. It's so bad. And and I don't know. See, I knew that going in. I, I I knew the offense was bad. I thought they could muck it up. I thought we could we could make a mess of the game and kind of cause some havoc. And they kind of did. The defense was exceptional for Iowa, and the offense is so <laughs> terrible. The, like they would have been better off taking a knee every single play, and then running the clock down to one so you could get the maximum amount of time off the clock, and then punting the ball. Like or maybe just punting on first down. Like it was. That was about as good as their offense was for him. It was, it, it was, it was disheartening to watch. I, I, I can't believe I fell for that. I, I cannot believe that I fell for that. The, the defense. Th- this has nothing to do with the defense. The defense is a good group. That's a good group. Yeah. That's a, that's a batch of of players that are they're united and they play well as a unit. And the the defensive coordinator should consider going anywhere else. That guy is good at his job. The Ferences are not good at their jobs. Um, that's my my rant is over. The frustration that it caused me on Saturday. I haven't been this frustrated since Iowa Penn State last year, and <laughs> I I was so frustrated watching this game. I I all I needed was a little bit of offensive competence, and I I didn't even get a little bit. I'm yeah, go, go for it. What did you see? Yeah, this. I mean, all of that. Uh, I should mention, like, as far as the lock fight goes, yeah, we had three lock fights. This was the only yep. one I actually beat you on. So yep. you still came yep. out ahead for the week. Um, sure. Yeah, <sighs> they scored 10 points, and seven of that was from the defense. Um, Iowa was terrible. Usually you can at least count on their offensive line being good. Their offensive line's not good either. They're, they're... No, no, they, they can't run mm. the ball, huh? They had 35 carries for 77 yards. Yeah. That's like two two yards a pop. Like yeah. not even like that's, that's, that's absolutely awful. I, I didn't see that coming. Like, like I knew it was bad, but like, you think Iowa has NFL guys at, on the offensive line or they, they used to have. And like the, the play calling, it was so, they were one of 13 on third downs, one of 13. <laughs> that's hard to do. Like, like I don't have much for you. Like they have, they had almost as many interceptions as they had completions. It was really close for a while. I, yeah, I, I don't, there's all that to say they could have actually covered this spread. Like I do still feel <laughs> that the Iowa side, Iowa mine or plus what 29 and a half, whatever that number was, Iowa mm-hmm. plus 29 and a half felt like the right side for so much of that game. And then yeah, yeah Spencer, Spencer Petrie, the pick six. And once, once Petrie's through the pick six is like, like this is only going one way for me. 
um, which I, yeah, took the L there. I, I just ap- apologies to everyone out there. I actually, <laughs> I actually believed in this bet. I really believed in this bet. And yeah, I, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was on the wrong side. For the, for the majority of the first half, it looked like you were right because Iowa mm-hmm. held them to like four field goals. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, right. well, okay, I was, I was rooting for Iowa. I hate Ohio State. But sure. knowing that Ohio State was going to win the game, mm-hmm. I was kind of rooting for my lock to pull through. And the fact yeah. that they just kept kicking field goals, it was frustrating. I do think part of that, like there, there might be – is it weird to say that Iowa might have the best defense in the country? Ohio State scored 54 on them. And I came away not terribly impressed with Ohio State's offense. Obviously, you know, it's probably still the best offense in the country. Mm -hmm. But in that particular game, they weren't finishing drives very well, at least not in the first half when it was particularly close. Second half, once once I, it seemed like, you know, Iowa, it kind of got to the point where the game is over. You're you're the defense, like you've done all you can. And there's just nothing else you can do because the offense clearly is not going to do anything. Spencer Petras, interception on the first play of the game. Yeah. Pick six <laughs> after that. And then I, I believe they brought in Alex Padilla for a little bit, and he threw an That's interception right. right away. And it, it was That's just right. there's nothing going to happen if you're an Iowa defender. And eventually, once the game's over, like Ohio State scored some touchdowns on them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly right. The, the Iowa defense – okay, we, we've we've given them their flowers. This was not the defensive uh, – the defense's problem. I mean, 54 points looks really impressive from Ohio State. Ohio State started in Iowa territory most of the first half. Most of the first half was played on Iowa's side of the field because they yeah. were never getting the ball past midfield, and and they usually fumbled or, or turned it over, in which case Ohio, was start, Ohio State was starting in plus territory already. And they then hold them to a field goal. You're like, we got a shot. We really have a <laughs> shot here. Cover town. Let's go. And yeah, the pick six was the backbreaker there in the first half. And you knew like, this is only going one way for me, Ohio state. They, they scored a lot of points in garbage time for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't overly impressed with Ohio state's offense either. I think there's, they have some matchup problems. Smith and Jigba clearly still not healthy. Right. Um, he, he was still kind of hobbling around there on the hamstring. Didn't look good in the limited time that he did see. Yeah. I, I, not terribly impressed with Ohio State, but at the end of the day, they still won by 44. Yeah, <laughs> so they exactly. Were, they they way they way past covered. What was it? 29 and a half, whatever it was. But right. I, for the, to the Ferrans, um, yeah, about the Ferrances, they have to go. One of them at least has to go. Like you can keep yeah. Kirk Ferrant. That's fine. He's what I'm sure he's their all time winningest coach. He's like the longest tenured coach in the Big Ten, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 have to say like either either your son is gone or you're both gone. Like that, right. that kind of, that, that was so bad on offense. Um, you mentioned it when Alex Padilla came in, he promptly dropped the snap and then threw an interception not long after. And it's <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't understand it, man. I don't, I don't understand how it can get that bad. I would, I was, even when they, even when they like, even in their years where they don't have great offensive stats, they can still, they're still physical and still run the ball. Right. This team had no physicality and they couldn't throw. So they couldn't run or throw. And yeah, I'm, I'm just, I was upset at myself a little bit just for, I, I knew better. I knew better. I knew better than to bet on them. And, and, and I didn't do better. So yeah. Apologies to everyone out there. I, I, I did okay in the rest of the locks. Um, yeah. There's just a lapse of judgment for me on, 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 um, on the Hawkeyes. So can, can we just move to another game? Can we talk Absolutely. about Yeah. Let's talk about Clemson. Clemson beat Syracuse 27 to 21. Uh, we both were on Clemson covering 13 and a half here. 
Um, yeah. Felt like it was trending that way till they had the scoop and score. Um, they were knocking on the door of the end zone and then fumble all the way, return all the way, but for Syracuse for a touchdown. Syracuse like had a chance to win this game though. Like they were ahead in the fourth quarter. It was, it was dicey. Um, Cade Klubnick was, he came in for a good chunk of the second half and didn't play particularly well, but did seem like the offense was a little, like it did seem like it worked a little easier when he was in there. Um, Coming out, you know, after the game, excuse me, Dabo said, you know, DJ's still their guy. And, and I don't think there was anything in this game that was like, yeah, Cade Klubnick is head and shoulders better than DJ right now. Like, I don't, I don't come away thinking that. Um, were you less impressed with Clemson than you expected to be in this game? I'm not sure. I'm still kind of jaded from how Clemson was last year. Like that was 2021 DJ. That's mm-hmm. not, that wasn't the, the DJ UNLA that we saw against Wake Forest. Like that's that wasn't the same performance that we saw from him on Saturday. When Clubnick came in, I think what I noticed the most um, was the difference in energy, uh, just from like the Clemson team in general. Clubnick kind of yeah, you saw like some some runs where he he kind of kept the ball on, and, and they weren't huge runs, but he would finish. It was it was a physical run, and he would kind of yeah take it to the the Syracuse defenders, and then kind of talk at him um, as he got up. They mm-hmm. had some. I think they 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 roughed him twice. I think yeah on on the on one on one drive. Uh, so yeah, I, I, maybe what I noticed was the most was just the difference in energy, which isn't great. If you're a DJ fan, it means yeah, I don't, I don't. That's just it's not a great look when the backup comes in and the team is kind of energized by it. But Clemson did what they needed to do to win. They beat a top 15 team in Syracuse who was undefeated at the time. Right. I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm not gonna judge mm-hmm. Clemson too much from that. A win, it it still counts. Like they're still undefeated. They're eight no now. So yep. yeah, it's, it's, it's way better than, than a lot of the teams that have, have slipped up and dropped a game. Um, so yeah. I, I don't, are they a playoff team? I, I don't know who cares. I think like right now, let, let's just let the rest of it play out and fine. And let's, we'll see, we'll see. Let's just, let's just let it play out. I think Klubnik's the guy though, like from okay. a quarterback standpoint, I think Clemson's better with Klubnik in there. I think, well, he's the future clearly. And mm. yeah, if DJ's struggling, why not go like, why not jump in? on Cade Klubnik because I mean he's going to be the guy there for the next couple of years it seems like hmm. so yeah I that, that's kind of all where where I I didn't have much else other than that I watched quite a bit of the game and yeah we bet on Clemson we both agreed in our locks that Clemson would win and cover it was two touchdowns pretty much and that that was absolutely the wrong side like they were never covering that spread and, and should have probably even lost the game outright so I think, yeah, I, I think I, I respect Syracuse maybe a little bit more than downgrade Clemson um, for this mm-hmm. for this game. Okay. Okay, going on to some ACC teams that are not at the top of the conference. Duke 45, Miami 21. Um, <laughs> is it bad to laugh? Like, what went on here? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, I really am not sure. Um, we're, we're, we've been judging these first-year head coaches across the country, and it, it included Mario Cristobal. For Miami, mm-hmm. um, three and four. It's not a good look. That's the same record as A and M. Remember, we Miami played Texas A and M, in which was I think a top fifteen matchup at the time, and we thought A and M was good. Turns out they were both bad. So, yeah, M- Miami's not very good, man. Like that's that's no. just kind of the, the truth of the matter. And I, they've got they're, they're okay. Napier at Florida is ahead of them they're, right now. For me, no question. I yeah. Florida State, Florida State is ahead of them. 
-hmm. They're, they're the third best team in Florida right now. And you're kind of all just, I I know it's early for these coaches and there's a lot of time left. I I understand that this is not a good loss. And this was kind of a blowout loss and dude, no one goes to the Miami games. No one's there. Like (laughs) it's true. That was kind of the whole point of Cristobal going back. There was like, it's a Miami guy. He's a Miami dude. And he's going to bring on like Ed Reed's back in the program. And, and all these guys, like from the U like back in the day, like when the U had their thing and they were really rolling, they were going to bring the energy back into Miami and Coral Gables and all that. No one's at the games. Like no one goes. And that's, that's for me, that's as, as telling as anything that um, it's going to be hard to get recruits there. I, I can imagine that Jaden Rashada, you know, Jaden Rashada, the mm-hmm. five-star quarterback, having second thoughts i wonder like i wonder (laughs) yeah is the money worth it like we can probably go other places and also get money so yeah i don't know miami's got some real problems that's where i that's what i found out i think so the acc i believe had four programs that made first year hires or has first year coaches this this year miami obviously crystal ball virginia tech kind of the next biggest name hiring brent pry virginia hired tony elliott (laughs) Duke hired Mike Elko. Did Duke make the best hire in the ACC this offseason? None of the others have been very good. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it does seem, looking back on it now, it seems, uh, it is early, too. I hate to go, you know, just jump into to conclusions so quick. But, man, there's some other coaches, and we'll get to some other coaches here in a little bit that are first-year guys that have some real energy around their program. And that's what we, we thought that was going to be Cristobal. We thought that was going to be Cristobal. Yeah, it's it's rough right now. Um, we'll see. I still think Cristobal, like his the main thing he needs to do from here on out in in the next year is sign a bunch of recruits. Like sign sure. sign a great class. It's That's it's right. a little bit the same same way I look at Notre Dame. It's a lost season if you're Miami or Notre Dame. Go sign a good class. Do that, and then you will move on. On the Duke hey, side. Mike. Yeah, on the Duke side, like props to them, props to Mike Elko. We talked a little bit in the offseason how they're paying assistant coaches more and, and doing some of that stuff. Clearly, it, something is happening. Yeah, something's going right. Um, can Duke ever be back? Like, like is, there, is there a back for them to get to? <laughs> or is it just like raising the yeah. profile of the program at this point? <laughs> like, like they were never there to begin with. Right. So, yeah, no, I like where you're at with that. The, the defense played really well. Um, they had, I'm just looking at now, six sacks, seven tackles for loss. I don't even know how many interceptions. It was a bunch. They were good. There's a lot of fumbles. They recovered five fumbles. Um, yeah. Props to them. Like that's, yep. you have to, you have to give credit where it's due. And yeah, I, I do think we get behind certain coaches and certain programs because we think that they should be good. Mm-hmm. And Elko and Duke, like as a, as a tandem, everyone kind of, like no, no one just, no one paid any attention to them. They just kind of sat there and went under the radar. Um, yeah. Five and three right now, five and three, probably yeah. go to bowl game. So hey, yeah, good, good for Duke. Their win total for the year was three and a half. And we both took the under, which tells you a little bit how bad, yeah. like their pro, like what the, the kind of shape their program was in this off season. So Mike Elko's done a great job. All right. We talked yeah. enough about Duke and Miami. Now let's move on just real quick. Liberty beat BYU 41 to 14. Um, any takeaways is, is, uh, is Hugh freeze just looking for a big job this off season or what's going on? Hugh freeze, Hugh freeze to Auburn. It's got to happen. Let's make that happen. Gotta yeah. be one of the all, names. all I really, yeah. All I really had from that was BYU. That's a struggle. That's, that's a tough yeah. look for, for Brigham young. I know this was at Liberty, but 
goodness, 41 to 14. Let's get Hugh Freeze to the SEC. Let's go. Let's do it. Has BYU won any of their big games this year? Um, no, no, they have not. What? Well, no, they beat Baylor. Remember back when Baylor? Oh, was yes. Ba- Baylor was number nine at the time. They beat him twenty six twenty. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. They lost to Arkansas, Notre Dame, uh, and Oregon. Man. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Speaking of Oregon, Oregon beat UCLA forty five to thirty. Top ten matchup in the Pac twelve this weekend. Um, Oregon, like Bo Nix, man, that guy is balling. What yeah. in the world? <laughs> He is at a a clip that is equal to Mariota in 2014 when Mariota won, wow. won the Heisman. Um, actually, they have very similar um stats stat lines. He was terrific. Bo mm-hmm. Nix was awesome in this game, and I've watched Bo. Um, yeah, from a freshman on, and he's a senior now. But there's good Bo and bad Bo, and this was the best of Bo. Like this is the yeah. some of the best he's ever played football. Have we had bad Bo this year, other than against Georgia? The Georgia game. I wouldn't even call that bad, Bo. I mean, I think, yeah, Georgia's a buzzsaw, and I think we're finding that out more and more. Like, Georgia looks better and better as Oregon continues just to crush everyone else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, Bo wasn't terrible in that game, I, I didn't think. And he's definitely been – he's definitely turned it around since. Like, whatever bad Bo that was, it's he's definitely um, figured it out since then. Mm-hmm. I did think it was interesting, the kind of the rush from the media to crown UCLA – um, mm-hmm. UCLA was six and a half point dogs in this game. And we thought it was maybe a bit high. Neither one of us bet on it. We kind of stayed away from it, but I mean, Oregon beat them down. Oregon was the best yeah. team throughout that game actually wasn't even close. The score isn't indicative of, um, the domination that Oregon kind of displayed throughout the, the four quarters. So yeah, there was a lot of narrative out there. I think, I think there's a lot of PAC 12 guys that, that don't want Oregon to win the PAC 12 simply because they got absolutely taken apart by Georgia. Mm-hmm. And and that kind of makes the conference look bad by comparison, I guess. I don't I don't quite understand it. Oregon's a good football team. Oregon mm-hmm. was last year a good there. They were a good fo- football team last year. They bring in whole new staff. We talk about the first year guys. Dan Lanning was not one of the ballyhooed coaches. We talked right. about we talked about Kelly. We talked about Freeman. We talked about Napier. We talked about Cristobal. We talked about him a lot. Right now, I mean, they're in the top ten, man. Like Oregon's yeah. a good football team and. They can win. They're the odds-on favorite right now to win the Pac-12 with that performance. The rest of their schedule is fairly favorable. Yeah, they they have to feel very good about where they're sitting right now, considering they lost the coach not from last year, not by their own. Like they didn't get they didn't, Mario Cristobal didn't get fired. They straight up lost their coach to a more high-profile job, and it feels like they upgraded already. So yeah, no, it does. Yeah. All right, Oklahoma State beats Texas forty-one to thirty-four. Texas. Um, came out pretty hot in the first half, put up a, put up a lead, was putting up points. Um, but yeah, Quinn Ewers was off. Um, definitely did not look good this game. A lot of incomplete passes. Um, Oklahoma state just kind of slowly worked their way back and eventually they took the lead and, and finished it off. Um, yeah. Where do you go with this game? Quinn Ewers had 30 incompletions. Like, <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Just sit there and think about what, how many incomplete. There's a lot of quarterbacks that don't attempt 30 passes in a game. And yeah. 30, 30 incompletions. That's incredible. Only 19 completions. Um, yeah, maybe he's not the Messiah we all thought. Like, maybe not. And maybe the Oklahoma State defense is still kind of a little underrated. Maybe situationally they're really good still, even though without – Jim Knowles and without some elite talent that they lost, 
maybe they're still good in certain situations. It seemed like they were. I know they they gave up points. We're not saying they they shut them out or anything. Mm -hmm. But in the second half, they only gave up three. Like they were able to flip a switch in the second half. Yeah, I. It's Oklahoma State wins in the the funniest of ways. They're not. They're it's it's a no name team kind of. They're not. They're not flashy. They don't do it. Um, cool, I guess. But they're fundamentally sound, and and they beat Texas. Like they were the better football team through the course of the game. They're the more consistent football team. Um, yeah, they still have some games left. Does Oklahoma State? But um, that's a that's a team that can win the Big Twelve for sure. Yeah, Texas feels like they. Yeah, I don't know if there's a bigger variance between a team's ceiling and a team's floor this year than Texas. That might be unfair without thinking of a lot of other teams, but like it, it kind of feels that way. Um, we saw them absolutely demolish Oklahoma, hang with Alabama. Sure. Should have beaten Alabama, really. Um, probably would have with Quinn Ewers. And then you mm-hmm. have Quinn Ewers, like you said, 30 complete passes. Um, it feels like things are trending, like program-wise, they're still trending the right way for Texas, but – maybe not quite as fast as some people would have hoped. I did see, and this is in the rumor mill. So apologies to everyone out there. If you're not into rumors, but Arch Manning has actually kind of low key considering reopening the recruitment. Ooh, um, yeah. Again, this is none of this is confirmed. None of this is official, but it all starts in the message boards, man. There, it all starts in the message boards and goes out from there. But these, this is from a, a moderately credible source. <laughs> it's, it's not Pete Thamel or anything, but yeah decently credible source that it's it's he's at least thinking about it and why wouldn't he yeah i just yeah why why wouldn't he okay another uh or not another an sec game here um that was just kind of weird um this was a lock fight for us yeah i had ole miss um minus one and a half you took lsu um lsu was favored at home against number seven ole miss um and, and this was kind of a thought experiment for us where we both like thought the line didn't make sense. We should both be on Ole Miss, but you were like, Vegas wants me to take that. So I'm going to go the other way. And you were right. Um, in yeah. this game, Ole Miss was up 17 to three. Mm-hmm. And from that point forward, got outscored 42 to three. <laughs> mm-hmm. What in the world? Like what, what, what happened here? Did LSU just like flip the switch in their season or what, what's going on here? LSU has a really good second half defense. They've been, yeah, it's it's underrated how good the, their defense their defenses have been in the second half. They've gone on streaks quite a bit in in certain games. You remember all the way back to week one, they were playing Florida State down big most of the game, came kind of flying back, ended up losing that game. But that's kind of been how that's kind of that's kind of who they are a little bit. Jaden Daniels is a good quarterback. He can yeah. run the ball really well. He's he actually threw the ball pretty well. He took care of the football, no interceptions. He ran for over a hundred yards, like had three touchdowns. So five <laughs> touchdowns total. I kind of like LSU now. Yes. We, we both agreed that old miss absolutely should be favored in this game to the lock point, the lock, the lock fight. I'm, I'm not really. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad Vegas is right. I mean, I got to be right <laughs> simply because I, I was riding on the Vegas train there i don't know how they know this stuff man how do they know that because that that line made no sense to me either yeah i i felt really great about it when it was 17 to 3 (laughs) um yeah yeah lsu you you mentioned Jaden daniels it feels like when he has time to throw it set his feet he'll throw with confidence he'll make a good throw i think when we've seen him struggle a lot it's been when he's been rushed and he's not good at going through progressions and like finding that second read 
um, and he just takes off running. Um, but when he has time to sit back there, yeah, he's, he will dice you up both with his, his arm and his legs. Um, so yeah, he's, he's playing a lot better right now than he had been earlier. LSU, um, they get a bye week and then they get Alabama at home Ooh. and then it's at Arkansas, then UAB, and then at AM. I mean, they can, there's nine and three is absolutely on the table there. Right. Um, they'll be favored to probably go nine and three, eight mm-hmm. and four, even it's a good year. That's a good year yep. for, for Brian Kelly. Um, all things considered all the, all the problems that they had, the early loss to Florida state, you rebound, you beat Florida and you beat Ole Miss consecutive weeks. I don't know. I don't know. They can hang with Alabama. I actually, I actually think they can hang with Alabama, but you're just go ahead and write that one off as a loss. They can still finish nine and three. Overall, that's a really good year for Brian Kelly. I think LSU fans are rallying around him, um, kind of mm-hmm. in that way. They're a well-coached football team. Overall, it's well-coached. Yeah, it's amazing what a adult in the room coach can do yeah. for a program like that with so much talent, where their floor has immediately just gone up. It feels like he's just raised their floor tremendously. Um, we could still talk. We could t- in the off season we could talk about their ceiling and what what that might lead to. But they're for yeah, and they, I think they're going to be a nine and three type of program going forward. Yeah, at, at minimum is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, Alabama beat Mississippi State thirty to six. Just kind of sat on them. Um, the stats, <laughs> the stats on the on the if you look through the stats, they don't look all that dominant by Alabama, but they were ahead the entire way. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like maybe some of those stats for Mississippi State were a little, little empty. Um, yeah, this is what Bama does, right? Like, we, we Kentucky kind of showed the world how to beat Mississippi State, and it feels like Alabama was smart enough to figure that out. So I guess we have to give a little bit of props to Pete Golding because we were kind of crapping on him a week ago. So <laughs> he at least figured out how to stop Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. I, I mean, I guess, I guess he stopped him. Mississippi State had more yards than Alabama did. They actually <laughs> outgained Alabama. I, yeah, like I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I have to agree with you. Holding Mississippi State to six points is very difficult. Mississippi State sure. has a gimmicky enough offense. Holding them to six points is is that's hard to do. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, it's a game Alabama needed. I mean, the result I don't think was ever in question, even though the stats were close. Alabama was up 24-0 at half. And just sitting on them, I think is the right word, just kind of suffocated uh, yeah. Mississippi State is probably, yeah, how I would have um, described the game. But Alabama, I <laughs> I don't – are they a top-four team right now for you? Are they a playoff team? I mean, if the playoff was today, no, I think there's four better resumes. I think at the end of the year, yeah. Maybe, um, but but are they one of the four best teams? Yeah, I still think that Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, those are probably the three best teams in the country. Okay, Tennessee might might be there too. I know they beat Alabama at home. Yeah, we'll see. It's all going to play out, obviously, um, and that's you know a stupid thing to say because we all know that, but. <laughs> Yeah, I do think that there's not a perfect team this year or even a team that's really close to perfect. Um, If you compare to like an LSU 2019, a Clemson 2018, even an Alabama 2020, like all of those three teams would would be huge favorites this year, I think. Like if they if you plopped those teams right into this season. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, no, no. 
LSU 2019 was the greatest college football team of all time for me. Definitely, definitely the best mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. Um, Clemson in 18 and, and Bama in 20, those were both good teams. Um, r- really good teams. They're not all time greats for me, but yeah, I, LSU in, in, in 19 was just different. You like, you look mm-hmm. at that team, that was just a different team. Like that, that wasn't a, a college team. Those were NFL guys, um, NFL stars, future hall of famers is what they had. So, yeah, I mean, like I kind of, I, I agree with you on, on a certain extent, I, Alabama, for me, I don't think I would have them in the top four right now. Like, mm-hmm. like not just from a resume, but just as a, as one of the four best teams, I think there's four better teams I think Michigan would give Alabama problems right now today. I think, I think Ohio state obviously would Georgia would Tennessee already did like, yeah, Alabama, Oregon for me would be a really interesting game. I, I think Alabama is very dependent on Bryce young and they don't have a whole lot else other than that. Jameer Gibbs didn't have a very good game today. Yeah. But are you picking Oregon or Michigan to actually beat Bryce young? I would pick Michigan. I would pick Michigan okay. over Alabama tomorrow. I wouldn't pick Oregon simply because that'd be me betting on Bo Nix to be consistent. And I, I, just, I don't do that. I would bet. I would take Clemson over Bama uh, right, okay. right now, right now. Now things can grow, but Alabama doesn't have much outside of Bryce Young. I really, I, I don't think so. I think Alabama is more likely to lose another regular season game than to win it all this year. I, that's where I'm at right now that they've been, Bryce Young has has hid some things for them the last couple of like this year and last year. Like they could have lost a number of games last year, and Bryce kind of did what he does, and yeah, he just goes Superman on everyone and, and wins a game for him. They did that against Texas. They should have lost the Texas game. They could have easily lost the AM game. This team could be. I mean, they could be five and three right now. They're not, but they're not. They're not dominant. They're definitely not dominant. Not not like the Bama teams of old. So. I would I'm I, I would wait. I wouldn't be putting any money on either side. I would just be waiting. I for me, I don't have him as one of the four best right now. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you that Bryce Young covers up some serious deficiencies, but the fact is they get to have Bryce Young. <laughs> like they still well, get to play true. with Bryce Young the rest of the year. And yeah. and I think that gives them a shot against anybody. So yeah, I, I'm not gonna make a dist- statement whether I think they're gonna make the playoff or not. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that. It's nice to when you have deficiencies as they do. It's it's pretty nice to have a Bryce Young in your team. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. South Carolina beat Texas A and M thirty to twenty four. I I kind of wrote this game off. I just figured it would be an ugly Texas A and M win, um, even though it was at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh, but and I want to. <laughs> what 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 are your takeaways? What did you see? Is there any chance AM doesn't get to go to a bowl game? Like Ooh. there's there's a chance. You look at their schedule, they play Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, and LSU still. Like they do play UMass as well. AM, we we laughed at eight and four last year. Th- that's best case scenario. They have to win five straight to go eight and four. I dude, Man. I don't think I don't think this team's winning five straight. I really don't. You look at their wins. They beat Sam Houston State. We They beat Miami, who we thought that was great. They beat Miami by eight. We beat Arkansas by two. We thought that was a big win. Those are their three wins. Those teams haven't been just terrific since that game. So, right. yeah, I. it's been ugly. Connor Wigman came in, five-star quarterback. I, I watched this game quite a bit. I, 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 enjoyed, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed this. I like Shane Beamer. I do. He's 
I don't know, he's a Georgia guy, I guess, used to coach at Georgia. I, I like him. I'm a fan of, of the program. I hope he does well. Likeable dude, too. I mean, I think everyone kind of roots for him a little bit. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the, South Carolina South Carolina is a good football team. Like, South Carolina is are a they? good football team. No, they are. <laughs> I You guys don't believe this. South Carolina is pretty good. They're, okay, they're they're five and three, but they've got a really good quarter, a talented quarterback. We're not going to call him good. He's very talented. <laughs> they've got a, a, they have a lot of weapons at receiving dash tight end. They've got some dudes. And Marshawn Lloyd's a really good He's running good. back. Yep. Yeah, Marshawn Lloyd's a really good running back and they play good defense. Like, yeah, no, I, we, okay. We thought they would go six and six this year. They're five and two right now. South Carolina still gets to play Missouri and Vanderbilt as well as Florida. Yep. They, they could go eight and four. Right. Like that's very doable. That's a really good year. Yeah. That's a really good year for South Carolina. Like I think South Carolina, South Carolina and Texas would be very comparable programs right now for me. I think that game tomorrow okay. would be very, very close. Interesting. Okay. So just going back to the A&M side of things real quick, um, gun to your head. Um, this is not for this season. This is uh, for, for the program just real quick. Uh-huh. Okay. Which, which school would you rather be right now? Miami, Texas A&M, or Notre Dame? A&M. Yeah, A&M. Okay. The, all, all that really needs to happen is for Jimbo to give up any – like, <laughs> he just needs to give up the offense. Just give it away. Give, give it to anyone else. Pay someone else a lot of money, which it's they can do. happen. It, it could. It really could. It really could. If they don't get bowl eligible, that might happen. I mean, you have AM guys saying on Feinbaum that it's cheaper to hire a hitman than, than to pay for his buyout, which is true, by the way. It's all guaranteed. His contract is like just something silly. If okay, AM has talent. Like you, you that that says a lot. The other programs don't. Miami doesn't have that talent. And Notre Dame, God bless you guys. Y'all don't have the the five stars just walking around right now like they do. And if they get it right, they're sealing. Like they could win a national championship in two years, they really could, and I don't know if the other programs can. Am yeah, I right? I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, there's not a good option right now for those three. I, I, I still yeah. think that. Uh, I think I see a little more potential for maybe Marcus Freeman to to grow into being a good head coach, whereas okay. I feel like we know who Jimbo Fisher is, and it's not, and it sort of feels like we know who Mario Cristobal is too. And both of those coaches are always going to have talented rosters if because they're going to recruit well. We're not sure if they're ever going to have a good offense. Um, and it feels like it feels like it's so much of a part of Jimbo's identity. Like he is, he is that offensive mastermind in his own mind. Like like that's how he made his name is is being an offensive coordinator. And it's just it's stuck in two thousand eight. Yeah. It's it's the hard yards, man. That that offense grinds for some difficult yards. Like most of their yards aren't contested 50-50 balls to the outside. Like that's where most of their receiving yards come from. Yeah. If this team didn't have Devin A. Chain at running back, Oof. they have no chance. Like this team literally has no chance. They would be shut out multiple times. Yeah. I I'm it's not I'm not pretty. telling you you're wrong. I'm not telling you you're wrong. Because <laughs> they, they do have that talent that it's yeah. Who knows? It, maybe it will actually come together and they'll go eight and four next year. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't nice. It's, that's <laughs> next, next game. All right, next game. The last game we'll talk about here, TCU beat Kansas State 38-28. to Kind of a crazy game. Kansas State was up big. Um, yeah. Adrian Martinez got hurt early, which they said maybe he was 
he had like a nagging injury or something. They pulled him for Will Howard, who played for them a couple years ago and yeah. looked pretty good until he didn't. And then he got hurt as well. And so they had the third stringer in there and TCU, like they finally just started putting up points. Like they always do. They, they just find a way to score points. Yeah. Um, Garrett Riley's still good at his job. Max Duggan's mm-hmm. still good at his job as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, TCU is undefeated in the top 10. Um, yeah. What did I miss? Like, what, what did you take away from this game? <laughs> you dude, this team could so easily go undefeated this year. They might. So easily. <laughs> Look at, they go West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, and Iowa State. I'm not saying they will, but they will be favored in every single one of those games. Not saying they're going to win them all. Again, mm-hmm. they will be favored in those games. Those are very winnable games. The this crazy thing about in, the, the, sorry, go ahead. I no, I mean they're they're getting in the playoff if they're if they're twelve and zero at Big Twelve champ they're going to get in the playoff like yeah. they will so yeah I Max Duggan good at his job I like how you put that confirm yeah. that dude can really throw it takes care of it too no interceptions um in this game yeah I I do think they have gotten a little bit lucky with some injury stuff for like opposing quarterbacks this year okay um can, but Kansas, yeah you mean like against Kansas and Kansas. Um, uh, there's a few, okay. Oklahoma, like Dylan Gabriel was out. So there's, there's been a little bit of that. Um, that said, like they're, they're the clear favorite in the big 12. Yeah. The exciting thing about the big 12, the fun thing about the big 12 is literally any of those teams you mentioned has a prayer to beat TCU. Yeah. Like that's the crazy thing about the big 12. It's much what must watch TV because they could lose to any of those teams. Like West Virginia could beat tcu that could mm-hmm. happen that that legit could happen so yeah and t- texas by the way texas and tcu that's going to be very interesting because like yeah what will texas even have to play for at that point we're not really sure just bragging rights and they just come out and win just to ruin someone else's season that could happen um yeah no i hey i like tcu i don't want to see them in the playoff i'm just not here for that like i <laughs> i know that i should be I think that's a blowout. That's a blowout waiting to happen because TCU, they can put up 40 on people. That's that's great. They would get hammered if they would play Michigan. They would they would not beat Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio State. They wouldn't be close. So, but yeah, if they're undefeated, I think you have to put them in though. I think they would have a prayer to at least keep it relatively close just because of that offense. With um, who? We, with who? With any of them? Uh, with like a... Okay, so you mentioned like okay, so if we look at like the back half of the playoff slash, you know, it's teams like four through seven. Like if you're talking about Michigan or Clemson, okay, like even maybe an Alabama, maybe like yeah, maybe a Tennessee. Like you could see TCU and Tennessee just being, you know, Tennessee wins the game, forty nine to thirty five. Like yeah, it it could be that type of game just because. Mm-hmm when you have that type of offense where, where they have some speedsters that will like, you'll break one. Like if you, if you don't tackle them properly out there at the sideline, all of a sudden he's going down the sideline and no one's catching up to him. Like agreed. I just, some a first, first year head coach though, dude, like first year, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, But like, he's done this before. Sonny Dykes no, has been a head coach for a long time. I, I understand, but I think it's hard to get a whole pro like depth wise is what I'm talking about. I sure. Think it's hard. Like you're yeah. going to be going up against guys that are entrenched at their programs, like a, mm-hmm. a Ryan Day, a Kirby, a Jim, um, yeah, um, Jim Harbaugh, that had been there for a long time and have depth and have third, fourth stringers that 
are not that much different than their first. Whereas TCU, I don't think you have that. And like, I think that's what I would notice in a playoff. Sure. I, hey, it's all hypothetical still at this point. Right. I don't even know why we're talking about it. But yeah, I, I, TCU, great story. I just really don't want to see him in there though. Okay. Yeah. I, I almost, I also hate talking about it just because it feels like, like we should be just thoroughly enjoying TCU's season that they've had so far. Um, let's <laughs> let's not overthink it because it's okay. been a great year for them. So let's yeah, see. props to yep. them. Um, just recapping really quickly our our locks for the week. You were two yes. and two. Your wins were uh, Wisconsin minus two and LSU minus one. Both of those were kind of uh, experiments that we did as a pod where <laughs> we both felt like the lines didn't make sense. So I went with what my head said, and you went with what Vegas said, and you came out on top. Both of those. Um, and then we, your losses were Clemson minus 13 and a half. I agreed with you on that one. We were both yeah. lost. And then yeah. Iowa, you lost that one plus 29 and a half. That was our other lock fight. I came away with that win, which was my only win on the week. Um, I had Ohio state minus 20 and a half. That was mm-hmm. my win. I had Clemson minus 13 and a half alongside you had West Virginia plus seven and a half Had <laughs> Purdue plus two and a half had Ole Miss plus one and a half and had Washington minus seven and a half. And of course they won by seven. Um, but yeah, that's that's how it goes. Um, so it continues just a horrendous year by me. Um, <laughs> if you're out there trying to make some money, um, when I say locks, I mean like fade me. Like that's what I mean um, because it's it's been <laughs> been that kind of year. So anyway, move on to week nine. Um, this week it kind of like we've talked about before. It doesn't appear at first glance to be just a thrilling week. But you know that's when fun things happen. That's when crazy stuff happens. We'll go through it a little bit. It, Thursday night, I, I wrote down this one game. Utah is at Washington State. Just interesting because Utah is mm-hmm. a ranked team. Sure. Um, they beat USC last week or yeah, a week and a half ago now. Um, just something to keep an eye on. That's that's one you maybe check the scoreboard and then you turn the TV on if it's if it's close or if yeah if you just enjoy watching football then that's that's a game to watch. Anything on that? Yeah. No, no, not much. I think Utah, Utah is a significantly better team than Washington State. So they are. It's 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 a game that I would really like to see Utah go in and blow them out. Like I, yeah, Utah has has almost played with their food a little bit in some some instances. Like like Utah's a better team than Florida and lost to Florida. Kind of goofed mm-hmm. off and lost to Florida. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's a game that I would really like to see them come in and hammer Washington State. That would make me feel much better about the Utes because they're probably going to get another crack. Um, like they could easily get into the, um, the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, yeah. you'd like to be feeling um, confident rolling into them. Right. I should have mentioned Utah is a, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Um, Arkansas and Auburn play. Um, Arkansas is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Anything interested, interesting to you about this game? How, yes, there's a lot of things interesting. I think this will be a really good game. Like I'm, I'm here for both of these teams. I I like both of these teams. Like I like Arkansas and I like Auburn, even though neither of them are that great. Um, It's at, it's in Auburn, which means that like anything can happen. There's just like kind of that weird thing where, yeah, it's just God loves Auburn or whatever. And yeah, Arkansas favored by four interesting line. I I know we'll come back to the locks in a minute. Any, where are you leaning on that? Does that feel a little low to you? That would feel a little low to me. It feels low to me. I'm thinking about it for the locks, um, which probably means you should go run and side with Vegas and fade me. But 
Okay. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about I'll it. I'll think of, yeah. All right. All right. We'll get back to it. Yeah. All right. Also at noon on ABC, Notre Dame is at Syracuse. Syracuse, a three-point favorite here. Mm. Um, we just saw them have their first loss of the season. Notre Dame had a thoroughly uninspired performance against UNLV last week. Anything here for you? Any, anything you like about this game or you're looking for? I, I think Notre <laughs> Dame can beat Syracuse. I think they're going to beat them, like straight up. I okay. think they'll win um, – just outright. I, I know it's in Syracuse at the, well, it's not, it's not the carrier dome. Is it anymore? It's the uh, JMA wireless dome. Yes. Not the, it's, yeah. it's been the carrier dome for so long. And I, like, I used to love watching Syracuse basketball. That was a, a blast. And yeah, to have that renamed is kind of, kind of weird, but no, I think Notre Dame goes there. Notre Dame's more talented. We can agree that, right? Sure. Notre Dame has more talent on the field than Syracuse. Yeah, let's. I know you don't have as good of a quarterback. I'm. I'm. I understand that quarterback's a problem right now for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Let's. I. I would be siding um with Notre Dame. I think they. I think they go and upset the Qs this weekend. I. I hope you're right. I'm staying away from this line for the Locks Pod. Um, I'll just be rooting for Notre Dame and probably pulling my hair out multiple times. So okay, it feels like that type of game. Okay. All right. The big noon game on Fox is Ohio State at Penn State. Ohio State is a 15 and a half point favorite coming off that, um, excuse me, big win over Iowa. Penn State had a pretty good year before getting trounced by Michigan. I don't know. Is there any chance Penn State can bounce back and like pull out all the stops and play their best game of the year and make this a close game with Ohio State? Penn State would be the side for me. Like I would be, I would be betting Penn State. I know I lost betting against Ohio State last year. I mean, last week. Sorry, mm-hmm. that would I would be undeterred. I I'm I'm not saying I'm going to put this in, in as one of my locks. I Penn State would be the side that I would be going on just to 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 cover. Um, Fifteen and a half. It's a big number. That's a large number, and you're at home. Penn State has a home field advantage, by the way. That place will be rocking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I would be with the Nittany Lions. I think. Maybe a little bit of an overreaction from the Michigan score. I know they they got hammered by Michigan. A little bit of an overreaction. I think mm-hmm. they come back and keep it close with Ohio State. I think Ohio State wins. All right. Oklahoma's at Iowa State. I throw this in there just because it's a Big 12 game, and every Big 12 game is close and fun and crazy this year. Do you have a lean on this game at all? No, no. <laughs> just stay away. Stay away. Just run away. How about you? Um, no, I, I think. Uh, okay, so somebody dude, has dude, to be. Dude, Oklahoma. Go ahead. Oklahoma doesn't beat Oklahoma doesn't beat Iowa State when Oklahoma's good. Like, <laughs> in years, Oklahoma loses to Iowa State when Oklahoma's a playoff team sometimes. Like Kyler Murray and yeah. Baker Mayfield, they lose to Iowa State anyway. And this is at Ames, Iowa. Like, no, 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 no. Don't bet on this. There's no reason. Yeah, Oklahoma, the one-and-a-half-point favorite. Somebody has to be the worst team in the Big 12. <laughs> okay. okay. And it, it, might, <laughs> it might be Iowa State is what I was going to say. It might no. be West Virginia. No. Who else is could it, it be? It's got to be yeah. one of those two, right? Yeah. But yeah. you could so easily see Iowa State beat Oklahoma. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Iowa State plays TCU the last game right. of the year. Mm-hmm. Iowa State is probably going to be if let's just say they are the worst team in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. They have a real shot at beating the Horn Frogs. Absolutely, <laughs> the last week of the year. Absolutely. So, yeah, never never underestimate that coaching staff. 
just throwing this game out there because you need something to watch during commercials of the noon game you want to watch, and this game will okay. be stupid. It'll okay. just be exciting and fun and whatever because it's like guaranteed it. to be that way. All right. <laughs> um, let's see here. TCU is at West Virginia. TCU is seven-point favorite. Speaking of Big 12 games that are just weird, um, would it shock you at all if West Virginia comes off a blowout loss to Texas Tech and then beats TCU? No. No, none at all. We, we, this, that's that's exactly what we talked about last week. Um, JT Daniels still playing for West Virginia. That means they have a puncher's chance. This is a home game for them in mm-hmm. Morgantown. Yeah, in, enjoy these games. Just enjoy these games. Actually, a sneaky good noon slate. Ohio State, Penn State, yes. TCUS, Virginia, Notre Dame, Syracuse, Arkansas, Auburn, which mm-hmm. I think will be just bonkers. I think that's a good game. And then Oklahoma, Iowa State. These are good. These are good football games. Like mm-hmm. these are going to be in a bunch of entertaining football games there in the noon slate. Not going to be talked about so much, but entertaining. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next slate, in the afternoon slate. You have Florida and Georgia in Jacksonville, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Yeah. Uh, Georgia, twenty-one and a half point favorite. How do yes. you feel about this game? You're the resident Georgia fan. What sure. are you looking for in this game? Um. It'd be really nice to have some consistency from mm-hmm. the defense and the offense. Just consistency. That, that's all I really want. We had a couple of blips on the radar and then some super, super impressive games. Like we, we, you, you had the South Carolina game, which is a blowout. South Carolina is actually pretty good. Oregon game, blowout. Oregon's a good football team. You hammer Vanderbilt, 55 nothing. And then Missouri, Missouri's 26-22, and you could have lost that game. Kent State, you weren't impressive against. Consistency. Come out and be consistent. This is this is a, the game before the Tennessee game. Georgia's looking ahead to Tennessee. There's no doubt. That's a one-versus-three matchup. That's next week. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and take care of Florida this week. Just t- take care of business. No one's asking for a blowout. No one wants 55 nothing. Let's let's just let's yeah let's let's come out and take care of business. And and even if the score is not just huge. Be in control the whole time. Be in control. Um, slow down, Anthony Richardson, and and stay in control of just the game flow overall. That's kind of all I want. I, I know they're looking looking ahead already. Mm-hmm. I just I, I want to see con- some consistency from from the both offense and defense. Sure. Okay, let's move on. Maybe the ugliest game of the week, the worst possible football you could imagine. We have Northwestern at Iowa. <laughs> Iowa, a ten and a half point favorite. We, we've uh, talked already at length about Iowa's horrendous offense. Ashton, can you tell me how many wins Northwestern has in the United States this year? Zero. Zero. They zero. beat Nebraska in Ireland to start the year in week zero. We all watched it. Northwestern has not won a game since then. They are like Iowa, except they're not good at defense either. It's just, it's just all bad. So I'm just, I just put this game out there. Maybe, oh, no. maybe for like, like if you're the type of person who you have to watch the train wreck, <laughs> this is the train wreck game right here. It's nationally televised. It's on ESPN too. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad, dude. Oh, I don't, I don't even have words. <laughs> like how, how someone, someone in an office somewhere decided, you know what? We're going to put Iowa Northwestern on national TV at 3.30 on a Saturday, on ESPN2. And, and they thought it was a good idea. Someone, someone actually thought that was a good idea. So that, that makes me feel better about my personal life, I guess, um, my decision-making and such. But 
no, these two teams are terrible. Did you know? Oh, okay. Ryan Helensky for mm-hmm. Northwestern and Spencer Petras for Iowa. Now, now we don't know if those will be the starting quarterbacks this year, <laughs> but they are their current passing leaders for the year. Mm-hmm. Combined total of how many touchdowns? Just eight. Eight <laughs> total touchdowns this year. They have 11 total interceptions. Oh. It's it's really bad. Spencer Petras has not thrown for a thousand yards yet to date. Um, it's it's been really ugly. I feel bad for the good players that play on these teams. Like, because mm-hmm. there are a few. Jack Campbell's actually a good player. Sam yep. Laporta for Iowa, the tight end. He's actually a good football player. He really is. And and if, yeah, if he could play for like USC, like that dude would put up some numbers. But instead he plays for, <laughs> he plays for Iowa. I, I don't know. I, I feel, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. If you, if you watch this game, you you deserve what you get. You deserve <laughs> every bit of it. That's your fault. That's that's it. You, you could have been fooled by him last week or whatever. It's a poor life choice if you choose mm-hmm. to watch this game. That's on you. No one else. Yep. All right. Let's move on to more pleasant football. We have Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Kansas State is a one and a half point favorite here. Yet another Big Twelve game that could go any direction. What are you looking for? What do you expect to happen in this game? Again, uh, Big Twelve. No one knows. We do not know. If you say you know, you, you're you you're not exactly sure. Kansas State is favored in this game. Does that make sense? It absolutely does not. That, that, that Oklahoma State has been very impressive this year. Kansas State with a quarterback that's hurt. Like, it's in Kansas. This seems like Oklahoma by eight points is kind of where I would maybe be thinking. But no, no, we have Kansas State by a point and a half. Hey, well locks pod in a minute we'll, we'll get to our locks section in just a little bit <laughs> that's right okay uh illinois at nebraska i mentioned this illinois is in position to win the big 10 west they're already yeah. bowl eligible at six and one they're one loss was to indiana which which leads to the question like there's absolutely a chance they can lose to nebraska right oh yeah 100 100 percent um illinois so go ahead no, they're 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 an eight point favorite. This mm-hmm. is this is in Lincoln. At least that's yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at. This is three thirty game on ABC. Illinois is not terrific. They're not a great team, but like the Brett Bielema teams, they were never flashy. That that wasn't them. They're they're physical. They're going to run the ball well, or at least try to run the ball well, and they're going to play pretty solid defense. And that's kind of what Illinois has done. Mm-hmm. they're the better team they should win does that mean they will no 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 uh-uh. that does not mean that they will that does not mean that they will um but they, they illinois doesn't have much left on their schedule really like i mean other they have a, a, a trip to michigan but yeah other than that like illinois could go 10 and 2 like that's that's yeah. that's a real possibility for the yeah. fighting illini so yeah yeah it's I don't think I'd be pulling the trigger on this. I'd probably just stay away from it from a betting standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Illinois impressive though, overall. Yeah. Just really quick. Wake Forest is at Louisville this week. Wake Forest, a four and a half point favorite. I mentioned it because they're ranked. They're six and one. And it feels kind of like the ACC's version of a big 12 game where anything could happen. You wouldn't be shocked by anything. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's funny how like, we get into a year and you have a pretty good feel for certain teams. Like mm-hmm. like you really do. You, you feel like you know what certain teams are. And then there's certain teams you have no idea. Like, 
from yeah. week like from week to week they vary so much and louisville is one of those teams where like they could be really really good or they could get beat by four touchdowns and we're not really sure yeah okay cincinnati's at ucf this game is kind of weird uh it's a pick them in some places either team is favored by one in other places um it feels like cincinnati would be the play here correct that's where I would lean. Yeah, I, I would lean Cincinnati, um, like overall more depth. And I th- the, I think the playoff experience, especially when you're playing a team like UCF, like the big game experience that that the Bearcats have um, in some of these coin flip games, you can kind of lean on that experience to to put you over the top. Sure. Um, let's see here. Kentucky at Tennessee. This is a big matchup, obviously. Tennessee, 12 and a half point favorite. Um, there's every chance in the world that Kentucky just uglies this game up, right? So we mentioned Georgia looking ahead to Tennessee. I think Tennessee's mm-hmm. looking ahead to Georgia. Um, Florida and Kentucky just happen to be sitting in front of those teams just before their big game, you know? Right. It's, yeah, every, no, every chance in the world that this is like a little trap game. Like, it really is. Kentucky's well coached. Kentucky's really well coached. So True. Kentucky's 19 um in the nation right now tennessee at number three um i i don't think it's going to get the proper billing maybe because everyone's looking ahead to the to the week after everyone's just assuming that that tennessee's going to win yeah uh, no i kind of like kentucky at 12 and a half i would probably be leaning kentucky to keep it fairly close maybe lose by 10 something like that um i think they can ball control um Tennessee a bit and slow the game down yeah I kind of like Kentucky right. in this in this setup right here okay Baylor is at Texas Tech another big 12 game Texas Tech makes no sense to me um they're maybe the most big 12 of all the big 12 teams we just saw them absolutely sit on West Virginia last week after all, they also beat Texas earlier this year and they <laughs> but they also have three losses um so I throw this in there maybe not because it's all that terribly interesting from a national perspective but it's a Big 12 game. Uh, Texas Tech favored by three against Baylor, which is kind of surprising, but also I get it. Um, what do you think about this game? Is this game on your radar at all? Well, this is another game that's on ESPN2. This one's at 730. So you mm-hmm. get right off the Northwestern and um, – sorry, Northwestern-Iowa game. You go right into Baylor-Texas Tech <laughs> um, if you stay on that same channel. Again, feeling really sorry for the people that made poor life choices to stay there. On ESPN2, I, I feel bad for ESPN2. Let's just say ESPN2 is the loser <laughs> of this week <laughs> in college football. Um, yeah, I don't, as far as the game goes, don't have much of a feel. Like both of these teams can be really good and mm-hmm. can be kind of bad at times. Baylor lost to BYU, and that loss looks, I mean, worse by the day. So Texas Tech, you mentioned, looks really good against Texas. Um, they, yeah, lose to NC State lose to well kansas state and oklahoma i guess they lost to fairly decent teams i guess um yeah i i don't know well, like where do you have any any lean i know you bet you bet against um texas tech last week yeah one of your i'm staying away from this like i okay it's a big 12 game yeah not that i won't ever bet on a big 12 game sometimes i have a feeling about it but this one i have no feeling so <laughs> so let's move on <laughs> michigan state at michigan Huge rivalry game. Michigan has looked excellent this year. Michigan State has decidedly not looked excellent this year. Um, Michigan, a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Now, we should remind everybody that last year Michigan was a big favorite as well, and they lost to Michigan State. They only lost the regular season. 
any chance we get a repeat? Because it seems like Michigan State always finds a way against Michigan. It just mm-hmm. more often than not, they win this game. Michigan, a three-touchdown favorite. Um, I should mention on the money line, like we don't really do money lines, but Michigan State is plus 1160. <laughs> so that would be a little spicy to me. Um, that that sh- that says that they would have a – they're 12 to 1, essentially, to win this game outright. Um, right. which feels wildly high. I do think Michigan is the, is is like the side as far as like winning with the spread. I have no idea. What do you think about this game? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we talk about Michigan as a playoff team. Um, we talk about them as well, a big 10 champ from last year. They were a big 10 champ from last year, but they still lost to Michigan state last yep. year. Michigan hasn't, they've not consistently beaten Michigan state in a while. They need just to go ahead start a new trend like they, they have to they have to win i think they need to win and win convincingly they need to establish mm-hmm. who this is this is a rivalry game they do need to establish yeah. who's the dominant one because michigan's definitely a better football team no one's going to argue that right um but does mel tucker get the spartans up for yeah when it kind of a throw out the records type of game where yeah you you, <laughs> you you get the game close you're running the ball taking care of it and playing good defense get a game close third fourth quarter and then watch Michigan's confidence kind of shatter a little bit. I could see that happening and sprinkle a couple bucks on the, on the Michigan state money line. Um, yeah, that's, that's not a bad place to put a couple of dollars. Sure. Okay. Ole Miss is at Texas A&M. Ole Miss a two and a half point favorite coming off their first loss of the year. I will also say they haven't exactly won a bunch of really impressive games this year. Um, they beat, they beat Kentucky. That's good. A&M in the pit of despair right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting. You're enjoying this too much. You're I know it's bad. Time. I'm sorry. Uh, interesting <laughs> contrast of styles here. It does feel like Ole Miss has not played offense quite as well as maybe we would expect this season. Okay. Um, that's relative. Um, yeah. Texas I, I, M fans okay. would kill for Ole Miss's offense. <laughs> what What do you think about this game specifically? If if Texas A&M had Lane Kiffin as their offensive coordinator, they oh, would win Lord. the national championship next year. <laughs> like I would bet on them to win it next year yeah. um, with the talent they have. Now it'll never happen. Yeah, Jimbo and Lane they seem to be about as different as you can possibly be. Even though they're both actually Saban disciples, so yeah, go figure that one out. They come right. from the same coaching tree, I guess. Um, did you know that A&M has lost three in a row? I didn't know that. They've lost three in a row. They haven't scored more than 24 points against a power five team this year. Um, yeah, I, I like, I like Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss to win. I like Ole Miss to cover. I think that's uh, offense. The offense is at least capable. Mm-hmm. Okay. One matchup in the ACC. That's semi-interesting. Pittsburgh is at North Carolina. North Carolina looks to be the clear favorite in the coastal. Um, I think preseason, we would have thought this was like for the division. I guess there's still that chance. North Carolina, three and a half point favorite. Uh, what are you looking for in this game? I'd like Pitt to bounce back and score more than 10 points like they did last week against Louisville, who is not great. Louisville's not great. Pitt can run the ball. Like I would, yeah, I think they can actually, there's a world where Pitt runs all over North Carolina because mm-hmm. North Carolina doesn't have a very good defense. Um, but yeah, I, North Carolina overall has been the better football team over the course of the year. Drake may has been really, really good. We can talk about touchdown to interception ratio. 
Drake made 24 to three touchdown to interception ratio. That's really, really good. That guy, like, I think he's going to be good for a long time. I think he's that kind of special NFL type quarterback. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Let's talk about our five games to watch. Um, Ashton, I'll let you go first here. What are your five games to watch in week nine? Okay. So give me Ohio state, Penn state, Mm-hmm. Georgia, Florida, which okay. actually I'll, I'll be at that game. So I, I will be watching that game. Um, let's go with Tennessee, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michigan, Michigan state. Let's, let's just go ahead and go Michigan, Michigan state. Mm-hmm. And then Ole Miss A&M. And we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll circle up with those. I, I think just because Michigan hasn't beaten um, Sparty and like, like last year, them somehow not being able to beat Michigan State, I think is is interesting. So yeah, just interesting sure. dynamic there. I, I I'd watch that game. I'm almost in agreement with you. I have one difference instead of the Florida Georgia game, uh, which I will watch if it gets close um, in the second okay. half. But okay. I, I don't expect it to be close, so I didn't put it on my list. I instead have Oklahoma State at Kansas State, yeah. a ranked Big Twelve matchup. I like that. Um, so those are my five. Now we move on to the locks. Ashton, okay. you got any locks this week? You are just hanging on by a thread, just <laughs> over 500 on the season. Um, you yes. are our podcast's only hope at this point. You're 14 and 13. Where are you going this week? Oh, wow. No pressure or anything, right? <laughs> no no pressure at all. The podcast's only hope. Um, okay, so there's there's a couple of different schools of thought, and, and I want to talk about this just a little bit because last week, we we talked a bit about like just Vegas and versus where we should be in like what what is a line like where do we find value and yeah mm-hmm. we because there's definitely times when Vegas is trying to push you to a certain side and they give you a very tempting line and think that the public will will go on that side. Man, I I just think that's happening that this this week with Kansas State. Mm. I don't see that. I don't see Kansas State, Oklahoma State. I don't see, yeah, I'm struggling to see Kansas State as 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 being favored by a point and a half. So that being said, I've learned my lessons. Kansas State to win, Kansas State to cover outright. I think they go ahead and just and cover the whole thing. Point All and right. a half. Um, I can get you a go. one. That's even better, even better. We again, every we go for value anywhere we can find it. Mm-hmm. Let's go with K State um, over Oklahoma, kind of in their run a little bit. Yeah, I have a feeling that if they beat Oklahoma State, it will be by at least one point. So should be yeah. good there if they went out right. Uh, any any others for you? What are you looking at this week? That's it for me. That's it for me. I am I am done. I'm taking the conservative approach. Wow. Um, less less is more this late in the year. Okay. Less is more. Um, but I am interested to see what you have. You have nothing to lose, Vince. I will say that's not right. much to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 see what you got it's we say it every week i started the year great and it's just been all downhill since then um looking at my record hold on i'm trying to pull it up here i am now 21 31 and 2 so okay okay i like you said nothing to lose um i will put all of my fake money on on all of these games here i've got a lot (laughs) (laughs) okay let's go let's do it Actually, it's not as many as I have had in the past, but it's maybe a little different than you might imagine for, yeah, anyway, I'll get to it. I'm taking Arkansas minus three and a half against Auburn. I still think Auburn's not good, and I think Arkansas is actually decent. So I think they win this game by a touchdown or so. Um, This feels like one of those scary lines that's a little too obvious, and so you should probably 
bet against me. Go go on the side that Vegas does not want you to take. Take Auburn here. That's my advice. I'm going to make Arkansas to my locks. So if you want to make money, fade me. It has proven, proven to be very successful. That's um, right. I'm taking Ohio State minus 15 and a half against Penn State. Yeah. I know it's at Penn State. I know Penn State often gets up for this game. I just think that maybe Ohio State is significantly better than Penn State. They are. <laughs> and yeah, it's, no, that's right. really all it comes down to. Ohio State walks into 40-point games. Um, yeah. I just think they're clearly the better team here. I imagine this this game will be something like 42 to 21 or something like that. So. That's that's where I'm going with that one. Okay. I'm taking TCU minus seven. Um, I said mm-hmm. I don't like betting on Big Twelve games, but I do like that it's exactly seven. A little push insurance there. Um, they are playing West Virginia. West Virginia has let me down now multiple times, so I'm now <laughs> fading West Virginia. <laughs> um, they just got trounced by Texas Tech. Um, this is me being mad at West Virginia. I made them one of my darlings of the year. Yeah, um, we too. both did. Me we were too. high on them. Yeah, yeah. I kind of think maybe they're the worst team in the Big Twelve, and mm. I think and I think TCU is the best team in the Big Twelve. So because it's okay. exactly seven, um, I I prefer six and a half. There's seven. There's seven and a half, and there's eight. So we'll go with seven. Yeah. No, um, I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Northwestern Iowa under thirty-seven and a half. It is so low, dude. That's so low. Like, Earlier, I thought I, I think it was at like thirty-one or something, <laughs> <laughs> which was like the lowest ever <laughs> for a college football game. I now see a thirty-seven and a half out there. So somebody <laughs> has been betting this line up. I will take advantage of that. There's no way this game gets to thirty-seven and a half points. Tell me I'm wrong. No. No. <laughs> Are you kidding? After watching the Iowa offense and having to watch the Iowa offense because I was actually invested emotionally, like, no, no, you're absolutely not wrong. No, 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 there's there's no good reason for it to be much more than that. Now, I do think the Iowa defense, that's actually to your benefit because the Iowa defense is really, really good. I think Northwestern yeah. won't put up many points at all. Right. Um, yeah, and you're, you're pretty much you're just betting that the Iowa offense isn't going to go off. And have like a revenge game, um, which we've seen Feel safe. No, nothing, nothing. Yes, to, to make us believe that they have the capability to to go off. Imagine Iowa right. going off. So yeah, no, I think you're safe. I, I like that. All right, keeping it in the Big Ten West, I'm going the Illinois Nebraska under 51 and a half. Illinois has an excellent defense, basically on an Iowa level this year. Nebraska. Their relative team strength is their offense, but even their offense is not that great. I just feel like Illinois, they're going to run the ball. They're going to play defense, and that formula leads to an an under. I don't know who's going to win this game, probably Illinois. But, yeah, I'm going to say this game is something like 24 to 17 or something, and that's nowhere close to 51 and a half. No, no, it's not. Okay, no, I like it. I like and it. and then keeping in my under theme, I'm going to Ole Miss and Texas A&M. The line nice. there, or the total there, is 55 and a half. Um, A&M, they're they're pretty good on defense. Their offense is not very good. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss is solid on defense, pretty good on offense, but I don't think they're like world beating on offense. And I think A&M okay. will have a shot to at least keep them down. Um, 55 and a half is not a, a particularly high number. 
but I do think that this slips underneath that. So, yeah, those are my six. I got um, three picks. I'm taking three favorites and three unders. Um, critique my picks. You have little faith with no. the one pick. <laughs> None of little faith. I, I, I just I do want to point out that it's it's about discipline. It's about discipline okay. and staying. Yes, yeah, staying, finding value where you think you can find it. And yeah, I we should just have a thing where, where we make our selections and then our official selections are just doing the opposite. Like we fade yeah. ourselves. In that case, we could, we could have a winning podcast. Like we could be a real winning podcast. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I like, I, I don't have much. The, the unders I agree with, like, are you kidding? I'm not going to go argue that Iowa should be betting that you should bet the over on the Iowa game. Like, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. Um, Illinois, Illinois, Nebraska, I'm not going to argue with you there. I do like Penn State to cover. Like, okay. I, I, I would be on the other side of you there. I think, I think, even though Ohio State's the best team, I think Penn State can cover. Um, it, it's a mistake to bet on the Big Twelve. I don't, I'm not sure why you're betting TCU West Virginia. That just has <laughs> that has West Virginia upsetting TCU just written all over it, bold letter, like just yeah, flashing signs. Just don't bet on that. Um. I can't, I can't interest you in like Notre Dame covering the three no. Syracuse. No, I, no. that that's kind of low, huh? Like that maybe smells like, you know, maybe Notre Dame, maybe they, maybe they see a little something in Notre Dame there. There was a couple books. I think right when this line came out on Sunday afternoon, that Notre Dame was favored by two and it immediately okay. got bet, like immediately got bet to the other side. Um, okay. I think if I was going to put a lock on this game, I would, I would put it on Syracuse and then I would just, root for root to be wrong um okay. so yeah okay no, by the no, way no. like these unders that i took the northwestern iowa game the illinois nebraska game i'm not gonna watch one second of those games right i right. hold my nose i take the under and i check back later that's those okay. types of games yeah um um pit pit north carolina three and a half i'm just that's no north carolina oh no it's only three and a half, though. That's I know. I think North Carolina probably covers. Um, yeah. I think North Carolina is low-key decent, but no, not touching it. Um, USC. USC is only favored by 15 against Arizona. Not Arizona State, just plain Arizona. USC is much better football team than uh, Arizona. Just saying. It's 15. over two touchdowns. I'm staying away. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think – like, I do think Arizona, like, they, it hasn't been great the last while, but they're still a little better than they were last year. And okay, USC gives up points. Like, no, they if, do. if no, that no. turnover luck starts going the other direction, all of a sudden you have USC winning by 10 real quick. So, okay, just yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, I say this I'm, as I'm though I'm not yeah. – by the way, okay, go, go. You, had, you had another lock coming. I, I, I heard it. Okay. You, you actually go ahead and make your point. I'm going to think about it just a little bit more. Go ahead. I was just saying, I, I say all these things. Like I, I, I come across all, all the wise and everything as if I'm not mm -hmm. 10 games under 500 on the season. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to mention that. I was, I was just going to leave that off. What's the point? Yeah. Let's, let's just act like we're not. Okay. Penn state is the side. Like I okay. truly believe that Penn state is the side. Make it Smith. Fight me. Smith. Oh. <laughs> Just, just, just give me a minute here. I, I would rather if it was if it was a night game, I would fight you right now. Um, it's a, it's at noon, which is less home field advantagey. 
All right, I'm going to lock it in. Let's go Let's Penn go. State to cover. Um, can you find me better than 15 and a half? Uh, let me, let me look here. Okay, yeah, hold on here. Um, I, I think I, I, Penn State. No, 15 and a half is the number everywhere. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. fair enough. I, I, Penn State, I think, is is better than what they're portrayed as simply because they had a, a bad – and they did. They had a bad game against Michigan. That was ugly. Mm. Yeah, they come back. They, they, they hammered Minnesota last week like they should have, by the way. Ohio State hammered Iowa, but they felt like they kind of sleepwalked. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Let's let's go with Penn State. I I don't feel super confident, but hey, we're we're at lock. This is the lock fighting section of of the year for us. So yeah. my, my record in lock fights is, is two and one. Yeah, positive right. positivity. Let's go. By the way, I was talking about my record. I just would like to point out. Um. <laughs> so the the ESPN College Game Day podcast, which is a new podcast this year, Pete yeah. uh, Reese Davis, Pete Thamel, and Bill Connolly. Um. Three big names in college football. They they have their locks pod every week where they they pick the games, and they they are so much worse than we are even. <laughs> like are they Bill, really? Bill Connolly's easily winning their three man competition, and and a week ago I think he was he said he was eight games under five hundred. Um, I don't Wait. know what they did last weekend, but yeah. And and by the way, like his SP plus numbers are doing great on the season. They're like fifty five percent. So if he would yeah. just follow literally all of his numbers. He would be well over 500, but him trying to pick and choose, it makes it harder. And he, so I, I'll just say that to say that most people suck at this, including us, at least me. All right. So uh, just saying. I'm, I'm going to, okay. You found Iowa. another one. Just hear, hear me out. Iowa, the Hawkeyes. I can't do it again. I just think that, I think that 11's a little low. Because I just don't think Northwestern's going to score points against that defense. I really don't. I Northwestern hasn't won a game since week zero. They actually <laughs> haven't won a game in the regular season. It's been like two months since Northwestern's won a football game. I got a ten and a half for you. I I just don't know if I can do it, man. I know. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm not. I'm not. I'm just going to show restraint. But I will say, Iowa Iowa is the side to be on there. I don't think Northwestern might get shut out in this game. I was decided to be on. I can't do it in good conscience. I'm staying at two, two for this week. That that's enough. That's that's all I need. Can you re- recap mine? I had Penn State, and I had I had Penn State. That number was 15 and a half. Is that right? For the, yes. The Penn State the Penn State number. Yes. Um, and then then I had Kansas State uh, point minus one. So. Yeah. You yeah. Just said minus or one. Or minus one. Yeah. We yeah. had him. We had him. Minus ones. Okay. No, I like that. That's fine. That's, that's, that's good with me. I'm hands off for the week. And if what we, were yours? So I have three favorites, Arkansas minus three and a half, Ohio state 15 and a half. That's all our lock fight. I have TCU minus seven. And then I have three unders the Northwestern Iowa under 37 and a half, Illinois, Nebraska under 51 and a half and Ole Miss Texas A&M under 55 and a half. Okay. I I'm thinking, <laughs> is it crazy for me to like double up on like the under, 17 and a half first half total for Northwestern Iowa. Is that too off too far off the beaten path taking a first no. half total? <laughs> What's the first half? What is it? It's 17 and a half for Northwestern Iowa. 17 you're and a half on, points. You're, you're going under? I would totally go under that. Do um, block block punt. I mean, they, they had a defensive touchdown. I'm not saying the offense will score the 17. The defense might get them 17. That's a bad Northwestern offense. Iowa's defense could score literally. They they could put that number up in the first half by themselves. Sure, they could. 
They're not going to. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right. Not I'm not going to touch it just because it's so far off the beaten path. And like people lose interest when you go that far, maybe. But I'm just okay. saying, like, I would absolutely double up on this game. Take the first half under, take the whole game under. All of the unders. Just, yeah. Dude, we spent so much of this pod talking about Iowa and their offense. Oh, it, yeah. I need, I need a shower most now. People, most, <laughs> most people don't care about that anyway. You talk about getting too far off the beaten path. Iowa's offense is way off the beaten path. So I'm saying, don't be scared to go ahead and pull the trigger on the on the first half under. Let's let's go ahead and be bold here. Yeah. Any final thoughts before we wrap this podcast up? No, no, that's it for me. Okay. Um, yeah, let's let's just let's let's try to get out of here with the W. Um, it's a, it's a game. This is a week where there it's it's not as flashy. The, those the, mm-hmm. the 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 big time weeks are still coming. Those are a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, next week will mm-hmm. be a big week. Um, the week after that, another big week. This week, it's a good time to to go to a game because it doesn't feel like you're missing out on so much. So I'm gonna try to do that. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just gonna leave leave you with this one paragraph I read this morning from uh, the Athletic. Shout out to Pete Sampson uh, of the Athletic. Um, I felt I felt like this just perfectly summed up Notre Dame's football season so far. So for all of you Notre Dame fans out there, just listen to this and enjoy is not the right word. But anyway, I thought I just thought I'd share this with you. Quote, not to, cycle, not to psychoanalyze Notre Dame, but Saturday felt like the fifth stage of the grieving process for a season that once felt like it might end close to the college football playoff. We've experienced denial, Ohio State, anger, Marshall slash Tyler Buckner injury, bargaining, Drew Pine against North Carolina and BYU, depression, Stanford, and now acceptance, UNLV. End quote. Um, I felt like that summed it up pretty well. That has been the story of Notre Dame season. And with that, if you're not a Notre Dame fan, thank the Lord today that you do not have Tommy Reese as your offensive coordinator. Have a great week, and God bless you all. Also, bring Garrett Riley and Max Duggan to Notre Dame. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. See you guys. <laughs>